Excellent. An ale for me. And for my officers. In fact, ales for everyone. Turn backwards. With Rick and Rick and Will and Zemma. Oh, yes. <clears throat> Hello and welcome to another episode of Ten Backward. I think by this point, you know the drill. You know who the hosts are. But if you don't, then I'm Rick Palmer. I'm joined by Gemma Turland. Oh, hi. Will Turland. Hello. Rick Everson. Hiya. And recently we've been going through um, some of the material we recorded uh, as part of an earlier episode where we explored why people do Star Trek podcasts. This is part of that series. And in this episode, we talk to... Terry DeFellin, who is the lead host of the Whom Pods Destroy podcast. Enjoy! Yeah, I'm, I'm my name's Terry, um, and uh, I am the, uh, I guess, the host or, or the person who introduces the Whom Pods Destroy uh, podcast, which is a, a Star Trek discussion podcast, which focuses predominantly on the original series of Star Trek. I don't think he intended for us to be like that, but it, that's how it's kind of worked out. And so we focus mainly on Star Trek and I guess maybe you know, TOS era uh, episodes and themes and whatnot. Um, and yeah, I, I record this podcast once every month or so, uh, subject to government restrictions with uh, my friends Derek and Graham. Cool. Do you, I mean, do you, do you remember why you decided to start doing this? Um, well, I've been a podcaster for um, a podcast called Sound of Football, which is a football podcast, as you can probably imagine. <laughs> and, and also we, we do an occasional James Bond podcast called The Odd Job Pod. And so we, I, I do do a lot of podcasts. I, I like the sound of my own voice. And I, uh, I, I'm, you know, I'm egotistical enough to believe that other people will, will like it too. So... Uh, and I'm a massive Star Trek fan. I've been a Star Trek fan since I was a teenager, and I'm now in my early fifties. So, you know, I, I I just thought I listened to a lot of Star Trek podcasts and was really interested in their opinions. And you know, the really good podcasts. It doesn't matter whether they're Star Trek or anything else, but the really good podcasts are the ones where you feel as though you're in the same room with them, and that you're participating in the conversation with them even though in a very, very real way you're not. You're not in the same room and you're not participating in the conversation. And I guess I probably just felt, you know, like I, I know I've got in, equally searing uh, and insightful taste, takes as these guys have. I should do my own podcast. And so, uh, I, you know, I decided to do that. I guess I got together with Derek and Graham. Graham's a, Graham, Graham and Derek are, are Star Trek fans, but I wouldn't necessarily say that they were quite as sort of like rabid as I am about Star Trek. But they're good company, they're good friends, and it, in fairness, it was also an excuse to you know get together and 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 talk, but to do so with a sort of like end product and and to publish it. So I, I don't know, maybe it's a it's, it's I think it's a more wholesome pastime for guys of a certain age than golf or something like that. Um, <laughs> I, I like that point about um, the, the the best podcasts uh, are the ones you feel like you kind of you're in the room and you you will, you're like you're joining in the conversation. Um, as someone who listens to a lot of podcasts on his well before in the before times when I used to commute to an office, um, 
I did have a tendency to start arguing within uh, when I listened to podcasts on my commute, which you know would occasionally garner me some strange looks um, as I cycled down the road, sort of muttering or shouting at people if they if they got a bit of trivia wrong or if I just completely disagreed with them. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'd, no, I say wrong. Sometimes I agree with them. Sometimes they'll make me laugh and or something. And uh, I, I think I've probably done the same with with your podcast, Terry, when I sort of agreed with you or or felt the need to butt in the conversation even though you've got no way of hearing me yeah absolutely i mean i i I do think that probably the most fun i get out of listening to like other star trek podcasts is is is, you know when i don't necessarily agree with them Mm. um i mean i i worked in uh, um i worked in broadcasting for a while and and i used to handle like viewer complaints and i i learned that that experience kind of taught me that you know, you should allow yourself to be challenged by other people's opinions and to listen to them, um, especially when it comes to stuff like Star Trek, because it's not, you know, it's not like it's important. It's like a TV show. So, you know, you, you can allow yourself to sort of like be challenged by other people's views and, and opinions. Uh, and then, yeah, if it inspires you to be, you know, kind of creative as well, then that's great. And like the post-production side of things is fun and doing the editing is well, actually, that's a bit tedious. I'm being honest with you, but I mean, it, it, in principle, it's fun. It's rewarding. It's rewarding work, and you know, it's quite a nice thing to have to do, particularly if you're sort of like, you know, maybe you know, sort of your job doesn't necessarily give you as much fulfilment as you as you'd like, and you know, so yeah. Terry, I'm, I'm I was interested to hear you say that you also do um, a football podcast. So, uh, what would you say the similar similarities are between um, a football fandom? And Star Trek fandom, because I imagine I mean, there are maybe quite a few. <laughs> um, football fandom is more macho than Star right. Trek, but in many other respects, they're exactly the same. They're, <laughs> they're just as capable of getting hung up on on, 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 on trivia uh, and arguing about small points, some of which go back decades. Um, I mean, and they can be just as obsessive, and bluntly, they can be just as toxic um, as Star Trek fandom. I was, when I kind of got my... Uh, kind of got involved in Star Trek, in, in witnessing Star Trek fandom online, I was reminded of just like, like thinking this could be a conversation between, you know, like an Arsenal fan and a, and a West Ham fan or, a, or maybe a Spurs fan, I guess. You know, this could be a Juve or an Inter fan, like having this kind of an argument. Um, but I, again, because of football's nature and its, its character is somewhat different, in, you know, obviously it's a, it encourages high emotion and it encourages you to express that emotion. And because it's male-dominated, it's incredibly macho. So that's a big difference. But, um, but yeah, I mean, in many ways, it, it, it's, it's, it's quite the same. And that's not just Star Trek, I should point out. I would say, like, I mean, I worked at Channel 5 for a few years when we were doing Big Brother. And, you know, the character of that, that kind of toxicity is just as bad. It really doesn't matter. I mean, it's a fandom thing. I don't think it's necessarily a Star Trek thing. And I don't think that as Star Trek fans, we should feel bad about that. You know, that it's to think that it's just our problem. I think it's, I think it's, a, it's just generally a problem in, in society that people just get way too hung up about stuff that just isn't that big a deal, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I, I think it goes back to the point you had said earlier where you talked about being able to have and share different opinions and i think that's part of it isn't it it's it's when there's that inability to 
to share opinions, <laughs> share different opinions that it can get a bit out of hand. Yeah, I, I remember, um, do you guys listen to Mission Log or have you listened to Mission Log, the Star Trek podcast? I haven't. No, it's, I think it's quite. It's quite. I assume it's quite a popular podcast in the in the in the US. And, uh, and the, the one of the co-hosts there, Ken Ray, was talking about an episode of This Side of Paradise. Um, sorry, an episode of TOS called This Side of Paradise. Um, and he put forward a, a, a view which I just couldn't believe that how much I disagreed with it. I couldn't. I just couldn't get my head around how wrong he was about that view and apparently he took an awful lot of grief for it afterwards for expressing this view um and the more i thought about it the more i thought well actually do you know what he, he's he's got a point you know and and i think that you gain so much more by just like allowing yourself to be offended by other people's views to a certain within reason obviously you know to a certain degree and go you know god i can't believe i disagree with that but then, like, think to yourself, well, I wonder why have they said it? What? Why have they expressed it? And then, you know, I think you kind of learn a bit from from that experience, and, and it's really it's really beneficial. And you know, I, I I I think that the worst thing you can do in a situation like that is like ghettoize your opinions and surround yourself with people who all think the same way that you do, because you know it's just not a particularly healthy way of doing things. But you know, in the context of a Star Trek podcast, it's it's just a really good way of like thinking you know an episode of star trek so well and then somebody presents you with a perspective of it that you've never never thought about and thought wow that's really good and it obviously speaks to the power of the the narrative and of the scripts and of the production of those shows as well hmm. there's quite a lot of star trek podcasts out there and and as, as you as you said star trek fans have a real passion for talking about star trek and having opinions about star trek what what do you think it is about about star trek that sort of draws people to to it and and fuels that passion for wanting to, to talk about it well i, th- I think it, I, it's it's the the journey that the the the, the 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 franchise has gone on down the years itself is it's, it's been on something of an adventure itself it's i mean it, it from almost from the well actually from the beginning it was fighting for its life uh, you know, the cage was dropped. You know, after one pilot episode, it was never picked up for a full run. It, it got another chance, which was very, very rare back in the nineteen sixties. It was almost cancelled after two seasons, and, and and thanks to some good PR work by Gene Roddenberry and an, and an outstanding letter writing campaign, it was renewed for the third season. You can decide for yourself whether that was actually a good idea or not. Um, you know, it, it went through various different attempts to bring it back in the 1970s before finally arriving at motion picture. And that, although didn't tank financially, certainly tanked primate, you know, critically. And, it, you know, Wrath of Khan had to come along and save it from, you know, from the jaws of defeat. I mean, you, you know, could have killed the franchise there and then. We may not have been, it may have been years before we'd see it come back again, and it's it's always had this, and it's it's going through this kind of a bit of a crisis now, I suppose, really, because there's this huge schism within the sort of Trek fan community about what what it is, what Star Trek is. So I think that 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 journey in itself as as it attracts fandom. I think people because it's not just enough to like the stories and to like the shows. You'd have to have a sense of ownership. Uh, of a stake in 
in something like Star Trek, and 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 so you know, you become involved to a degree in the politics of it and the, on the commercial side of it, and they these things become important and they're important things to discuss. But more broadly, of course, they just tell really really good, interesting, engaging stories that are for in in many cases reflective of our of our time or the time with which they are made so they are either reflective of our societal issues or they're just reflective of how we tell stories and the nature of how we tell stories and how we act and the kind of characters that we have in there reflect who we are and were and they're just really really interesting but there's just this I think more than anything else, it's just the build quality in these episodes is outstanding given the challenges that they've had to face in terms of production, you know, and in terms of, you know, degree of resistance from networks. You know, they've, 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 they've some of the, even, I know you guys don't know how much of the TOS stuff that you, you watch, but I mean, I know they're very limited and they're very outdated, but I mean, the way in which the stories are told to get as much story and as much passion and as, uh, out of them with as little money as possible is is really exciting and in, in, it, they don't have to make them like that anymore so they don't and it's probably a good thing but you do develop an appreciation for a method of storytelling which is now you know dead or perhaps more reminiscent of watching a play than say watching a movie hmm. I think it's great to discuss episodes of Star Trek that, that are really good and thought-provoking and um, interesting, but I also think it's brilliant to discuss episodes of Star Trek that have, that have failed on some level. Like I, I always find it a, a lot of fun to, to, to pick out an episode where you just think, ah, this, this has not quite worked. And it's I don't know what it is about Star Trek. I find it more interesting talking about you know, episodes of Star Trek that haven't quite worked than, than any other series, I think. Yeah, I think um, I think a good example of that is that like Way to Eden, for example, which which we we did an episode on, uh, 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 and it was, I mean, it's well known for being a terrible episode. I, I think people maybe when they think about really really dross Star Trek, they think of Spock's brain, um, but actually there are some really really stinky episodes. Like for example, I'd say like Turnabout Intruder is just an atrocious piece of work. Wolf in, Wolf in Fold is a, is is offensive, um, you know. I mean, these are, the Paradise Syndrome is similarly. You know, these are not episodes that I think that, that really hold up in any way at, at all. And uh, these are I'm talking about TOS because that's my focus. But I mean, you know, there's there's like episodes. I mean, like Code of Honor. I think it's probably in, for for TNG is probably the one that people would think of there. But you're thinking more about the episodes that are to an extent harmless, but just a bit rubbish. And I think the way to Eden is a good example because because it was trying to say something. It's trying to say something about you know the ra- ra- the rapid pace of society um, in post war America and and how people are trying to manage that. And, uh, um, and but it, it, it did it in a kind of you know pretty sort of like not terribly convincing way, unfortunately. And, and that kind of, it was the way it sort of like backfired, I think, because it, you know, it ended up becoming, they ended up becoming the Herberts, the, the, the people who were, you know, against that kind of hippie movement and they criticised and ridiculed the hippie movement, which, you know, we look back on now and might think it's quite funny, but it, it was a very serious movement, which had an awful lot to say and, and had an impact on our society. But, I guess, you know, again, that goes back to talking about um, 
you know, how things were perceived at, at that time. And, and it's a good one. But I agree with you. I mean, I, I really enjoyed, I didn't, well, I, I really enjoyed massively disagreeing with you, all of you guys on your opinion on Star Trek V, for example. <laughs> um, which I just thought I can't believe you guys are saying this movie is good because I don't I don't agree with that at all. But I would, what I would say about it, however, is is that it's a humanist triumph, and humanism is a big part of of Star Trek. And this kind of like you know this sort of like repudiation of God. Uh, and as a humanist myself, I'm all on board for stuff like that. So I mean, it, it, it does have it's got, and it's got some beautiful character moments as well. You know, in Yosemite, absolutely wonderful. But I mean, the rest of it, I'm afraid, I, I don't, I don't think it's that good. That's funny. I think I, I've often felt that way about Star Trek V, but I think as I've got older, and and we, we were going through a phase of revisiting all the movies, and I don't, I don't know why, but but Star Trek V just, just. I don't know. Just really did something for me when I watched it. <laughs> it maybe it's it's that kind of thing where you don't watch the bad ones quite so often, so you don't know them as well, and there, there are little things in them that can surprise you. That's really interesting because I've re- in recent times I've reappraised Generations, which is a movie that for years I dismissed um, because I, I didn't like some of the choices that the writers made in that film. But I, I recently, when I, I when I recently gave it a rewatch, you know, with a fairly sort of like open mind, I just thought, wow, this this movie is really good because I mean, it's beautifully shot, beautiful production values. You know, the the crew are just off the literally just off the set of series seven, going straight in there, so they're all on point. And I mean, and it deals with some really amazing, really deep, you know, interesting themes, and it advances the characters. Obviously, it does so in a way that. That, that some of the fans, I think, including myself, didn't like. But once I'd moved past that, my initial impression of that movie was that it was poor. But in fact, I don't consider it to be a poor film. It's just, you know, it's just there's, it's just that some, in some areas, it's a bit clunky. But in general, I think it's a much, much better film than people give it credit for. Um, and I don't know whether or not you guys have got an opinion of that, but I was, I found that quite refreshing because I got, you know, you don't, as Star Trek fans, you watch and rewatch and rewatch and rewatch. But you don't often always get this opportunity to reappraise Star Trek um, and, and watch it with fresh eyes. And, and that was a, 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 a great experience for me. Yeah, I mean, I think when you're younger, you have more energy to dislike things and be cynical. And Agreed. as you get older, you sort of, it's kind of nice to release yourself from the burden of, <laughs> of disliking something. And I know this, especially with. Um, Star Trek Insurrection, which I I had firm memories of thinking was absolutely awful. Um, and then uh, we re- re-watched it for, for an episode where we reviewed it, and, and actually it was fine. It was I enjoyed it. So it's a good it's solid it's a good solid two-part episode of of, of Next Gen. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. But with a slightly bigger somewhat bigger budget. But yeah, I I guess if you think of it in those terms then you know you don't you shouldn't get you know you don't the idea of a star trek movie being an event once you get past the fact that it doesn't have to be an event it just has to be a really good star trek story and then you know you're all especially with those next gen movies then you're on much much shakier much much easier ground and you can you can get to like and similarly if you can you can sit there and quite happily be contrarian and say well look i don't think first contact is good a movie as people say it is for example, and, and, and be comfortable in that opinion, you know, because it doesn't really matter what, what, what you think, I suppose. It's just, you know, 
you know, what, what, how, how people feel. I think the only genuinely poor movie in that run of next gen films is Nemesis. Um, but, uh, but the rest of them have all got plenty to offer. Yeah, in, Insurrection is the only next gen movie where Picard isn't miserable. <laughs> so, does have that going for it? Yeah, he's, um, he's horny as the Dickens in Insurrection. He is, isn't he? and who can blame him? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, what What is it? So, so your your podcast you, you focus mainly on um, the original series. So, what is what is it about the original series that that drew you to that that sort of focus? Do you think? Uh, in all candor, I think it's just simply because it's the one that we know that we collectively know the most about. I mean, we're all, we're, I, I, mean, I don't know, but I mean, I'm pretty certain we're all a bit older than you guys. And, and, and we, so we were, we were watching Star Trek, the original series in the 1980s when it was being rerun on the BBC. Uh, that's where I got my first video collection of, of, of the original series from taping it off the BBC and watching it endlessly. I think I have my knowledge of TOS or my recollection of TOS episodes is, is stronger than, than the other, uh, so the other uh, series. And, you know, it's, it, we're just fonder of that show than, than we are of the, um, of, of the other ones. That isn't to say that we think it's better. We just like it more. And I probably for the purposes of podcast, and this I think is very important, is that we're more comfortable with the subject matter feel more comfortable in our opinions and expressing our opinions with the subject matter than we would do say tng or or, or do all or, or, or the other ones um i, I mean i, I mean I, I don't think there's any star trek i don't like really um but i think that one is the is is the one that we went there and we just felt also that there were quite a lot of star trek podcasts out there and that the tendency is perhaps to focus on the sort of 80s 90s ones um the 24th century and we just felt that it would be quite nice to maybe do something that you know there are fewer uh, examples of as well and and that's where we are I, I wouldn't rule out the possibility that we would you know move on to 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 you know different types of star trek and talk about them i mean we're certainly not under any obligation to to do that i mean you know it's just that's just that's just how uh, it's i just want to raise out. the point that um if football is so much more macho than Star Trek, how come footballers like roll around on the floor in agony from a slight tap? Yet Kirk can fight a Gorn for hours. Yeah, um, I, I guess I'm probably referring to uh, probably referring to uh, to probably that male-dominated uh, fandom uh, rather than that. I'm not going to defend footballers and their and their ways of drawing a foul uh, at all. Uh, but I mean, you know. Uh, I, I, it, it, I would probably suggest to you that if Kirk was playing in a Champions League match and he got a t- light tap on the ankles from from uh, from uh, Chiellini, then I reckon he'd hit the deck no problem. Then <laughs> <laughs> he'd build a cannon out of a bamboo tube, and it would. <laughs> yeah, which, and I don't know a lot about football, but he'd probably get sent off for. He looks, it, I don't know. I mean, I think they'd have to send it for a review for VAR. Uh, and the, you never know these days. Actually, it might be overturned. You'd get a rip. It'd definitely get a rip shirt. I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Like Kirk's, Kirk's pretty inventive, and he, he, like he, he will always find a way to to succeed, won't he? So I actually, yeah, I think he'd, I think he'd do whatever it took. Um, I, I think he'd, yeah, yeah, he definitely knows how to play strategy. 
And the, 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 the you know, as I'm sure you probably aware, the, the footballers when you know when they take a tumble like that, they they actually do it because they they need to illustrate to the referee that they've been fouled and their chance of scoring a goal has been been taken away from them by this innocuous foul. That this is not a football podcast, but I reckon that that's a kind of strategy that Kurt can get on board with. Uh, Spock would be his undoing in that, though. Spock would just just be straight in there to point out that he was faking it. Yeah, I'm afraid that if, in in the football allegory, in the football metaphor, Spock is a referee. I'm very sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder. I what does that make Scotty? Oh, well, a fan, a drunken fan. Yeah, one of yeah. The, one of the one of the more interesting um, and funny uh, little subplots that we've got with our podcast is the is the the, the clear high functioning alcoholism of Scotty in TOS. And... Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, there's a there's a brilliant episode. I can't remember the name of it, but it's one where they get taken over by aliens. And by any other name, yeah. Alien, and he gets the alien drunk, but he takes it back to his quarters. And I'm pretty sure Scotty's got like a framed. A framed pair of bagpipes. No, he's got some bagpipes. A framed kilt, <laughs> and and it's all he's missing is like a a, pic, a signed picture of the Loch Ness monster. Um, and that'd be. But he's, I mean, I love how they make, they made his quarters like you know Scottish and not and not stereotypically. I mean, I think all Scottish people have that in their room. <laughs> That's certainly my understanding of my in-depth knowledge of, of of Scottish people. Absolutely, I love the fact that within minutes he was work in the engine room after having just you know collapsed in a heap <laughs> after alcohol abuse my other one is was uh uh the tholian web uh in which um he's uh, mccoy comes up with the cure for the disease uh, in alcohol form in a bottle and he you know he, he administers it to himself and to spock and to scotty and then sort of like says you know, again, Scott, he says, oh, you know, will it go well with scotch? And he said, well, so he goes, well, I'll let you know. And he just picks up the bottle and just, like, naffs off down the corridor. And then, like, like at what, like, shortly thereafter, he's he's back in the engine room helping them to navigate their way through a parallel dimension to boom aboard the captain of the Enterprise and then bring them back out of the Tholian web and escape scot-free, presumably with the mother of all hangovers. <laughs> Oh, you think there was probably a whole intensive ongoing plot about Scotty's alcoholism <laughs> that the network wouldn't let them put together? Yeah, season four was probably going to be like all about alcoholism and it was going to be a heavy Scotty episode, but it probably yeah, would never have got past the networks because they said, well, you know, our, our alcohol advertisers would, wouldn't <laughs> really like want to discourage people from not getting drunk. Well, I was just going to ask you guys. I mean, you know, obviously this is your this is your show, and I'm sure you'll probably will uh, 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 talk about your own journeys as well. But I mean, like, what is your story? I mean, do you what is it about Star Trek podcasting that 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 attracted you to to, to doing this? I mean, why on earth are you, you know, spending your Wednesday nights talking to some you know bloke from Croydon about Star Trek and then recording it? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> yeah. Because um, I, I think we, to me, me and Rick um, Palmer, we used to do, we got, we did a lot of community radio. Um, oh, cool. In, uh, at first in Nottingham and then in Grantham. Um, and we really enjoyed that. We, we enjoyed the kind of, it was, a, it was a great atmosphere in community radio and a lot of really eccentric characters. And, 
but then like for practical reasons we we had to stop doing that because basically I, I had kids and then like it just became so much more difficult to give up time a weekend to 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 do that and then at the same time, we we always used to we used to get together and do something we used to call Star Trek Club, where we would, which is just as cool as it sounds. It does sound unbelievably cool. <laughs> where we would all just we'd we'd pick a theme, and then we'd all choose an episode in keeping with that theme, and uh, and we did we do like a little bit of an introduction to the to the to the episode and you know the, the, to make it sound a bit cooler the, the, there'd be some drinking involved and you know it's a kind of a party atmosphere but we, we did take our kind of introduction videos and and presentations deadly seriously i mean powerpoint got involved <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't want to yeah i mean you don't want to you don't want to take that kind of stuff lightly if you're going to do something like that then you need to go all in don't you <laughs> exactly did you guys ever play uh, role-playing games or stuff like that? Because I mean, me and Graham, when we were teenagers, we used to play Star Trek the role-playing game quite a lot. I don't know whether it is RPGs, anything you guys got involved in. Yeah, we we did. So so Rick um, Everson did a, uh, a like a sort of a, a season um, for us of uh, of a Star Trek role-playing game. I don't think, like the rest of us weren't all that experienced with role-playing games. No. Yeah, but it was like a, it was like a Star Trek D campaign. Rick was basically, Rick, yeah, Rick was basically the sort of dungeon master of a yeah, Star yeah. Trek D and D campaign. It felt like that anyway. Um, yeah, yeah, that was, yeah. That was a lot of that was a lot of fun. I, I really enjoyed that. <clears throat> yeah, they, they. I mean, again, these are things that when you, and like if you if you take them with the right amount of sincerity, you can get an awful lot of. Of, of fun out of them. Graham, Graham hosted a very good uh, Star Trek campaign when we were teenagers, which ended up like basically effectively taking over, you know, one of our friend's house completely. And he was going from room to room, pitting us against each other because he's just like a <laughs> nefarious squelt. But um, uh, it's uh, it, 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 they are they are a lot of fun. But yeah, I suppose podcasts maybe are a kind of an extension on that really aren't they they're just you know they're, they're just you know people getting together and and enjoying themselves in in a wholesome and maybe occasionally not so wholesome way <laughs> yeah I, I think that was it i think that we'd, we'd always spent time together doing either talking about star trek or pretending we were in star trek or <laughs> and, you know and it felt like we really, very occasionally watching star trek yes yeah from time to time <laughs> and it did feel like that and it was a bit of a creative outlet for us though i think like doing those sort of introductions and and doing the role playing itself so i think we wanted to kind of recreate that and it got to the point where our kids were a little bit older and they had a bedtime and it, it mm. felt like okay there's there's a practicality there where we could maybe do something and um yeah me and rick had just finished we we just stopped doing community radio and i think it was rick's idea to do a, a podcast instead yeah. and uh, you know you're still going still going now still going strong are you are you are you pleased with uh, the way things turn out? I mean, you get, do you get much engagement from your listeners? I mean, I, I mean, do you have, I have? I know you've got a Patreon, which presumes that you've got some kind of community working on. I mean, how does that? How are you finding that that aspect of it? It's um, it's funny. We don't get a lot. We don't often seem to get a huge amount of direct feedback. I mean, we've got patrons, um, you know, which will kind of boggle the mind that people actually donate money for us to keep going with this. Um, 
and they, they are pretty, they're pretty good. I mean, I think one year at DST, the fact we were approached by someone we'd never met, it came over and said, "Oh, you're the guys from Ten Backward." That 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 blew our mind a little bit. <laughs> it's like, um, so yeah, we do have people sort of now we sort of regularly converse with, talk with. Um, and every now and again, we actually managed to trigger some sort of conversation on Twitter about an episode, which is always good and amazing. But I kind of, I kind of feel like we we probably would just do this anyway, even if no one listened. Yeah, because for all the reasons we just discussed, it's it's an excuse to get together and just have a really good evening chatting about Star Trek. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? I mean, there's something probably to be said about the fact that you know people go, well, why don't you just get together and just talk about start what interests you without recording why do you feel the need to to publish this stuff but mm. i think you you know you're what you i think what you're doing is you're trying to participate in a much much broader conversation that's going on all over the world by different people and i think if you think of it in those terms it doesn't seem quite so hubristic or quite so egotistical to do um that you're that you're you're chiming in on a, on a larger conversation and i think that that's 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 pretty groovy. Yeah, I agree. And I think that's that's a really good point. And that, that does make me feel a bit better about how, <laughs> how self-indulgent we are. <laughs> I shall certainly use it next time I'm being judged by someone for doing too many podcasts. <laughs> I mean, participating in a broader conversation, so shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Is that is that your is that your football fan voice, Terry? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's the sound that I make when Christian Benteke misses another penalty. Terry, uh, what what is your favourite Star Trek series and episode? Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't oh, remember that episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, I, would, I suppose being a TOS guy, I should probably say a TOS episode, but the likelihood is it's actually probably something from TNG. I mean, do you know what? The one that I would well, probably the episode that I go to the most, usually if I've had a bad day or if I'm not feeling well or, or anything like that, and I just, then I will go to Best of Both Worlds, parts one and two. Excellent. I just love that. I mean, that story is just such a, an amazing story the borg are at their peak you know it's got that fantastic cliffhanger it's got that riker shelby subplot you know this it's just all going on there and it's got that filmic quality that i that i really really enjoy i mean there are you know i mean like city on the edge of forever is an amazing episode of star trek you know mm-hmm. inner light is an amazing episode of star trek and objectively there are probably better episodes than best of both worlds but like you know, like you know, I get home from the pub drunk, and if I can stay up, you know, I will probably put that episode on more than any other. Um, uh, I'd have to say so. Yeah, that one. Yeah, great, great choice, great choice. Yeah, absolutely. I'm probably it's probably definitely one of my top three. It's the best of both worlds. It's a difficult question, isn't it? What's your favourite episode of Star Trek? There's so Out many. Yeah, like thousand episodes that it's like. It's, it just depends. It depends on your mood and and what, yeah. what you what's the last thing that you watched as well, or what series you're most into. But and what you, yeah, what are you into exactly? What do you feel? What kind of are you into at the time? I mean, probably you know, at other times I might be it might be a Voyager episode or a, a DS9 episode. Like I, I mean, you think about like by the pale moonlight, right, which is like an amazing episode of DS9, and you just think, how can you not say that that's like you know? But you, I guess, if you have to pick one, you know, then 
then I guess that's probably if I had the kind of the proverbial desert island sort of like situation, then I guess that's probably the the episode. You know, you, you've got six books on one episode of Star Trek to bring with you. Then that's probably what I would. I'd, I'd probably say. What about you guys? What, what's what's what what's the maybe not your your best one, but what's the one that your your go to one? The comfort Star Trek episode that that you go to when you you reach for when you've had a bad day. Uh, for me, for me, it's uh, yesterday's Enterprise. Oh, solid episode there. Right. Mm. Just uh, yeah, and I, it's probably the the episode I've watched the most. Um, talked about the most and talked about the most. <laughs> <laughs> I've almost ruined it for myself, but not quite. <laughs> yeah. um, I think for me, it's uh, looking for Parmark in all the wrong places. Really. Okay. I, I just really enjoy that episode. It's 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 not serious. It's not particularly like tense action stuff. Um, I just I think I, there's something about yeah. As as it is, it's it's fun. It's Worf in a, in a situation that he he doesn't care for. It's it. I think it's one of those great ones that once Worf comes over to Deep Space Nine when he's trying to find his feet and stuff. He has kind of has by that point, but then he still has the occasionally these situations that are just so like. You can just see in his face like this wouldn't have happened on the Enterprise, hmm. um, and it's just so much fun. I just, it's one of those ones I'll always really enjoy watching. It's an episode that I watched recently, actually, and something an episode that really kind of cheers me up is um, Relics, the TNG episode. <laughs> oh man, what an episode! Yeah, yeah, that's that episode is just wonderful. It's such a, it's a real love letter to the original series, I think. Um, and it's a it's a rare occasion when uh, TNG referenced yeah, the original series. It's just it's just perfect. It's the story, um, the the relate their story with Geordie and Scotty is just a perfect a perfect microcosm of of that relationship. I think it's just it's just wonderful. It's such a great episode, and you know. Scott, he, you know, uh, his, his, alcoholism. his functional alcoholism shows up again. He's at it again. Yeah, and minutes later, he's off, <laughs> he's off saving, saving the bit. I mean, it's, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, I love, I mean, the, the scene in Relics and the, on the bridge when they, when he re- replicates the, the, the bridge, and that's a really, and, and then Picard comes to visit him, and it's a really touching, it's a really touching scene. And uh, I mean, you always worry about like these kind of TOS revisits in TNG, but like generally speaking, I think that they do them quite well. I guess reunification's not is all right, but I mean, I think probably of the you know of the two, then yeah, relics is relics is really solid. Yeah, so that's a with Picard and Scotty on the holiday. That's it's a rare moment where Picard drops his guard a little for a moment. Yes, and you find out a little bit about him. When he talks about the stargazer, I just think that's that scene's really magical. It has a lot, it's an episode with a lot of wonderful moments in it, and that just mm. that are just really great. Well, there's a high statistical probability that most of your listeners haven't listened to us because I see our our, our podcast statistics. So, so um, yeah, if you go to whompodsdestroyed.com, we are there, and we are on Twitter and that, but in a very sort of like middle-aged man kind of way. I don't really use it as much as I should. But so, um, yeah, I mean, whomposisdroyedescribe.com and we've got, we've been going since 2015 now, 16, 2016. So we've got a reasonably good archive up there, but not as prodigious as you guys. But, I mean, it's still decent. And, uh, yeah, please do check us out and get in touch if you've got any 
opinions you want to share with us. I'm not quite sure what we'll do with them, but I mean, by all means, get in touch. Excellent. Thank you. Right. No, thank you, guys. All right, then, well, yeah. I'll, I'll, what do I do? Do I just do I have to press a button or something like that, or should I just fuck off? <laughs> do you realize how incredible this is? It's <laughs> tradition. You ever noticed that bum? What? That bum. Oh, no. I will say. I will say. Fewer things. Fewer things. Okay. Enough of this self indulgence. Thank you so much for listening to our podcast. If you want to get in touch with us, our website is www.loweredexradio.co.uk. You can reach us on the Twitters at at 10 backward, 10 being the number and backward being the word backward. We're also on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash 10 backward podcast. You can also email us at crew at loweredexradio.co.uk on a personal individual level my twitter is at will turland rick everson's twitter is at trekfanrick and rick palmer's twitter is at mr imhotep hi thank you again for listening to the podcast i hope you enjoyed it if you did you might consider supporting us we have now have a patreon uh, where people can uh, pledge small amounts to fund uh, ongoing projects like uh, keeping our website up to date uh, um, new audio equipment as we're going along and potentially uh, opportunities to expand our content uh, you can go look at this at patreon.com forward slash lower decks radio uh, if you don't feel you can donate but would still like to support us we would love it if you could subscribe to us or however get your podcast through itunes stitcher Google Play or we're on various third party apps and if you could leave us a review on any of those that would be fantastic and would be very appreciative. Thanks again for listening and please tune in for more podcasts from the 10 Backward Crew. Let's make sure history never forgets the name 10 Backward. Laddie, don't you think you should rephrase that? 10 Backward. 10 Backward.